ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Iron Sysadmin Podcast, folks. I'm your host, Nate, and tonight I'm joined by two of our usual co-hosts. And we're trying out something new, so I'm very sorry if this is going horribly. <laughs> but I've got Jason and I've got Mark with me tonight, and uh, we're trying out a new method of streaming. So please, if you see anything weird technically, let us know, and uh, I will endeavor to fix it. <laughs> and just Jason remember, any weirdness is Nate's fault. Right, and Jason and I have bourbon, so we're good. I don't. I have... I said Jason and I. I have this much water to drink, and that's it. Oh, water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about social media, everybody's favorite thing, the Facebook. Um, and you have to proceed it with the, just because. I, right. I, I hear every time someone says that, Mark Zuckerberg uh, gets like stubs his toe or something, right? I'm all about the Zuck stubbing his toe, man. I think that's totally true. <laughs> So, um, you may have noticed if you're on Facebook or pretty much any social media platform at the moment, it's kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, there's basically, um, it all started, well, it didn't all start, but it became very clear, uh, around the point where everything started going to hell because of COVID. Uh, people just started throwing around these weird conspiracy theories and then everybody got all divided and everybody's fighting left and right about, oh, the masks are stupid. Why are we wearing the masks? Oh, but you have to wear the masks. It's your civic duty and blah, blah, blah. Um, trying to avoid either side of any of these conversations that have really sparked all this. But uh, it really made me feel like Facebook is just like not a fun place to be right now. Right. So it led me to like remove the app from my phone and I check it like, I don't know, once a day or so just to sort of check in and see if anyone's trying to get a hold of me or whatever. And Jason's putting on his mask. <laughs> But um, basically, it it made me, it, it, initially this topic was going to be, how do you ditch Facebook, right? The problem is, I haven't figured that out. Mark, I don't think you figured that out either. Jason, I know you, haven't used, you haven't used Facebook in like eight years or something. I was on Facebook for two weeks once. Yeah, I remember. Because I joined I right around in, the same time you did, and then you left and I didn't. I logged in to create the account, and I logged in to delete the account. I think you were on it more than that. <laughs> no. It might have only been two weeks, but still, it was, yeah. Nope. I logged in to create it, and then I started getting all sorts of emails from people that I have no interest in talking to ever, and never really found the time to dig into it, and deleted it because I was tired of getting emails. Are you going to keep that mask on the whole show? I'm going to try. <laughs> oh. Oh. My nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you like that guy driving down the highway with the mask on? Is it, good luck with the bourbon with the mask. Yeah, I think, right. I think you're going to not have a choice. I think you found found a reason to take the mask off. There you go. <laughs> He's going to be stubborn. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mark, I know you don't know Jason that well yet. Stubborn is a pretty good description. It's all good. <laughs> I like stubborn. I can work with stubborn. Which is which is probably why he's been off Facebook for so long. Or why he never really bought into Facebook in the first place, I should say. Because he's stubborn. Because I like the idea of Twitter better. Well, yeah, I don't Twitter. Need to be notified of, I don't need to be notified of everybody following and unfollowing me. And if you don't want to see what I'm saying, then don't pay attention to it. Right. 
These are all things we're going to get into, I think, because uh, what I did was about a week ago or so, I went to Twitter and Facebook, believe it or not, and I sh- and from the Iron Sysadmin account, uh, I went and I shared simply asking folks, you know, do you use Facebook? Uh, did you ditch Facebook? And if you did, you know, kind of like, where did you go? What are you doing now instead of it? That sort of thing. And, where do um, we go? Right. Where do we go now? I, I, I. Little Guns and Roses. <laughs> Where do we go? (laughs) Come on, you got it in your head now. Yeah, no, I'm going to be singing that all night now. Um, So at any rate, (laughs) I got a couple of responses. Some from folks I know personally and some from folks I don't recognize, but I'm just going to kind of go through a couple of the responses. And then um, I went and got a lot more responses from coworkers, which for any of you that know where Mark and I work, you might guess that that could be an interesting set of responses. <laughs> a little bit. So, um, from Twitter, I got basically, um, oh, and, and I should note, I got zero responses from Facebook. So apparently whoever read it on Facebook is still on Facebook. That's weird. <laughs> so, uh, I got one from Peter on Twitter, and this was actually a previous coworker of mine. Um, he says he removed Facebook from his phone for the privacy or, you know, when all those privacy scandals were about, remember there was, there was a point where like, Oh, Facebook is tracking everywhere you go. Facebook turns on your mic and listens to you. Facebook turns on your camera without you knowing it. Uh, because the app, what's that? Which time? Which time? Well, so I mean, some of these were like kind of debunked and other ones were not. And basically people were ongoing. Right. People were like, Oh, well, when you install the Facebook app, it asks for permission to use your camera. Yeah, well, that's because you can take pictures with the Facebook app. Of course, it asks to use your camera. <laughs> yes, it means so, they can turn the camera on whenever they want, I suppose. So but, I have a uh, question. What, what's to your question? With the, to stick with the convention, should it be the the Facebook app? It, yes, it's the the Facebook app. Okay, just, just checking. <laughs> just so he stubs his toe again? <laughs> just so we know. So right. it's the the Facebook app. Right, the okay. the. There's Very two good. those in there. Um, so anyway, he says... Uh, Removed any personal information that was not required. I much prefer Instagram, Facebook Lite, <laughs> if you will, uh, because sharing pictures was a nice co- nice component that I valued and is typically positive, well, unless you follow the right people, uh, in content and comment, right? And um, he also responded and said, the biggest reason I dropped it aside from the negativity was the time suck and distraction that Facebook Facebook transforms any standard handheld device. Uh, and that's not wrong, right? So Facebook is all about trying to draw you back into the platform. Um, oh, yeah. To to his point, I don't know if either of you have used Instagram. Um, I use it to some extent because of the Jeep stuff, uh, because it's Jeeping and YouTubing is a very visual medium, and Facebook or and, uh, Instagram is a perfect venue for that. But um, I can't disagree. I think he's right. I, I haven't seen the same sort of... Um, I don't know, dumpster fire that I'm seeing on Facebook, on Instagram. So, I don't know. It, Do, it's there, but Instagram is much more Twitter-like, yeah. where you, you don't, you know, it's not going to just start showing up in your feed right. for no reason. Now, the problem, if you're looking at it from a privacy perspective, which is a, which which has to be one of the concerns here, right, because we are talking about Facebook, uh, is that Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? So, if you're yep. going to... If you're going to be like, oh, my God, Facebook is evil, I can't be on their platform, then you really shouldn't be on Instagram either, right? 
It's kind of the same thing. Uh, so yeah, that was Peter's comment. Um, aren't aren't they uh, aren't they supposed to be like bringing that all in line? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp—they're unifying the platforms. I've heard rumors of that. I don't know that it's actually happening. I mean, it so could be. What's Facegram? What's Facegram? That's exactly what they're going to do. I realize now I don't have anywhere to put my drink. That's not going to be like bam whenever I sit down. Oh, dear. It's still going to suck every time I put it down. Okay. Um, right. The next one I got was from one of our patrons, Linux666. Uh, he says he de deactivated his account about six months ago. Haven't missed it. Uh, he said the signal-to-noise ratio was quite low by then. By I then. I don't know uh. if that means that there was more noise than signal. <laughs> Well, tends. yeah, that's usually well, what it means. A yeah. low, low SNR is, is more, more signal, less yeah. noise. Yeah, it seems backwards to me. Um, uh, I just use Telegram and Twitter occasionally now. Also, these pocket computers have a telephone in them, so I've got back to using that feature. <laughs> that's telephone? A, I know, that's weird. Is that like where you talk to people? Oh, wait, that's what we're doing right now, isn't it? Yeah. Except it's not on the phone. We're back to... I don't like the phone. I just realized that we've I don't gone like being called. We have gone back during this pandemic. We're all spending time on video calls and Zoom, right? We've gone yeah. back to the the model where you have a phone connected to the wall. <laughs> Except it's not quite connected to the wall. It's sitting on top of your desk, right? Well, but in order to get a quality voice and, and video call going, you have to kind of be at a laptop, right? So you're going to be sitting. It's not going to be this thing you have in your pocket. I mean, sure, you can use a smartphone for it, but it's never good. You always you have that guy that's like, you know, I hate that guy. Bad audio and, and walking through the mall or whatever. And that guy's on every friggin call I'm on. That guy's on every one. call. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I'm just looking at the chat. There were some chats coming in oh, from gosh. from Mark and Joshua, but I've got a show to run, so maybe you guys can go check out chat. <laughs> All right, and Will from Twitter, uh, he says he left last year, switched mostly to Twitter or just nothing at all, and I wrote back and I asked him how life was without it, uh, if he feels like he's missing out or if he just doesn't care, and he wrote back and basically said he doesn't care. He doesn't feel like he's missing anything. Uh, he'd say better without it. Most, uh, most of what was left was political or irrelevant to my life, which drove me away. And I got to say, I, I sympathize. <laughs> I'm. I gotta. I gotta admit, I am definitely seeing where a lot of these fine folk are coming from. Mm -hmm. Because I can be in a great friggin' mood, like real life is going really well, and. I'll crack open Facebook and someone has posted something. Now, do I, should I really care what this person said? Probably not. But all of a sudden I'm annoyed at them. Yep. You do anyway. Like right? they've it's, actually, it's... I failed my willpower save and all of a sudden I'm in a bad friggin' mood and I have to feel that. And, and then, then suddenly I'm committing. Oh God. Uh, how would Vizzini put it from the princess bride? Uh, Major, major tactical error or the, 
terrible strategic error or whatever, oh. trying to change someone's mind on the internet. Yeah, you right. know, it's not invading <laughs> Russia, but you're trying to change somebody's mind on the internet. But it, but it's Facebook. Aren't you supposed to like be invested in anything anybody says? That's apparently well, the. And uh... that's the ridiculous part to it, right? Um, I I sometimes joke that one very valuable thing Facebook can teach us. And this harkens back to what you were saying at the beginning a little bit, Jason. Facebook can 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 make us realize, oh yeah, there's this person I knew in high school 20, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and we lost touch. And then you can real you can remember why you lost touch. Yeah, right. It it could be that you hated that person and you don't really want to talk to them. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. I, I remember you. You're the one that threw me in the locker and, and, and did all that nasty stuff to me. What yeah. What would ever make you think I would want to be your friend? Yeah. Why on yeah. earth? No, I am not joining your MLM. Piss right. off. Yeah, right. Go away. <laughs> uh, so. But to that, to that, there is a level of addiction. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like staring at an accident or whatever. It, it can be very difficult to put it down. Oh, where's this train wreck going to go? It's the little dopamine hit. So I think that that that's a serious challenge. Yep. Yep. So we've also got one from Rob on Twitter. Um, I left Facebook about six years ago. It was hard at first. And he says he deleted all the apps. Uh, he says, but I, but I live it now. I don't know if he just means live or love it because I could go either way. He loves it. He um, loves it. Right. Uh, it says it's, it's a great freedom, which kind of speaks to exactly what you were just talking about. Right. To, to feel like, uh, you're now free by not being part of that particular social network sort of makes you feel like it is some, some kind of an addiction. Right. So. I will say my daughter and I went with her venture crew to Maine last summer. I was looking at pictures earlier today. It was a, it was a a canoe trip and the trip on the water. I think we were on the water five or six days, but a great deal of the time, even we were not on the water, we were in Maine and the connectivity was terrible. Uh, And the first day we were on the water, my canoe ended up capsizing uh, because we were trying to rescue somebody else who made a dumbass move and cascade failure. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty hilarious. And the watertight box that I had my iPhone six in the watertight box is a fantastic device. Mm -hmm. But what I realized I forgot was the little rubber gasket that makes it a watertight box. So you know what it was, Jason? Without was, that gasket, it was just a box. It's just a box, right? <laughs> how waterproof is the iPhone six? iPhone six doesn't know how to swim. No. Yeah, the iPhone six, its waterproof is a zero. If you sneeze yes. on it, it can kill it. Yeah. So the my iPhone six ended up in an inch or two of water in the box that should have been watertight. In the watertight, and, not yeah, watertight box. <laughs> as my old man would say, it was deader than Kelsey's nuts. So. Even once we got back on land, I didn't have a smartphone that had an internet connection. And I'll tell you, after you get past the initial shakes, it's like withdrawal. <laughs> right. It's glorious. Initial shakes. That's funny. It's glorious. I'm like, I don't care. And you're just, you're interacting with the people that you're with and you're just enjoying nature. And you're just like, you don't know what kind of shit shows going on. Like what people are fighting about, what's going on. And you, you realize you don't care. 
But you know they're fighting. You know they're fighting about something. Someone's on the internet. They're posting something, and it's wrong. I have to respond. Somebody on the internet is wrong. And I'm as guilty as anybody because I'm sometimes a troublemaker. No, not you. You can't be a troublemaker. Sometimes. I'm sometimes a troublemaker. Okay. So, um, having only received a handful of responses to the Twitter post and zero responses to the Facebook post because, you know, Facebook. Irony. Irony is right. Because um, I guess when you ask people on Facebook if they've left Facebook, they're not going to answer because, you know, unless they're lying to you, which that wouldn't happen on Facebook, right? So I went to, um, we have this internal mailing list at Red Hat, which I'm not going to name on the air because I don't know if that's like a common knowledge thing, but it's whatever. The, no, it's in the open organization, which is a published book. It's called Memo List. Okay. So I went to Memo List, which basically yeah. is a method for any Red Hatter to reach out to literally every other Red Hatter who hasn't muted or removed themselves from Memo List. Can you remove yourself from Memo List? I'm sure someone has. Mm. You can unsubscribe to it, but everybody's subscribed by default, and right. it's recommended that you that you don't unsubscribe, right? Just because. So this is like if if you were I working just at any it to its own, yeah. I filter it to its own folder. If you were working at any other organization, this would be the way that the boss uses to reach out to you. Except this is open to every employee, so we can all reach out to each other too. So I decided to use that power and ask the folks at Red Hat, literally everyone at Red Hat, <laughs> if they're on Facebook or if they left it. And what they did to, you know, what what has replaced it in their life or, you know, whatever, uh, what do whatever they do the now that they're not there? Were. Or, right, if they had concerns or whatever. And, you know, as any sort of a thread like that might go, um, I got lots of responses. So many that I couldn't get through them all before the show. I posted like 3 o'clock this afternoon because I didn't think of it earlier. And it's now 7 o'clock and I, I got like, I don't know, 60-something responses already. And I think it's still going. <laughs> I'm going to check. So, um, last response was at six thirty. Okay, so we'll we'll Not go through. An hour ago, we'll go through a couple of the high points because one, I promised everybody I wouldn't share any names because you know it's a privacy thing, um, and if they don't want to be on Facebook, it's probably because of a privacy thing. <laughs> so I didn't want to betray that privacy by sharing anybody's names. Uh, so I'm just going to go through a couple of the high points uh, that we got out of it. There were some real gems in there that I that I really wanted to sort of like pick through and quote, but I just didn't have time to get through all of it. So um, a couple of the trends that I saw were things like I left Facebook because I got tired of the BS. And that's exactly kind of the way I'm feeling at the moment. I'm really sick of just the way conversations unfold on Facebook. Um, you can post literally anything, I would think, just about anything. And uh, somebody will disagree with you. And then it's, it's like it's their job to prove why you're wrong. You know, why, why it is that you're like a terrible human being because you think the thing that you think, right? And especially now with all of these, these things that have us polarized, whether it's the, the global pandemic, whether it's the, the police brutality thing, whether it's the Black Lives Matters thing, whether it's the election coming up at the end of the year, uh, everyone has an opinion. And if you share your opinion, you're immediately attacked for it. I don't care which side you're on, how moderate or progressive or liberal or conservative you are, whatever you post, somebody attacks you for it. Who wants to live that way? But that's nothing new on on, on Facebook. It's been that way for literal years, ever it's, since I started using it. It feels worse now. I think it feels worse now. It was always a thing that I could tune out and I could do the thing that I want to do on Facebook, 
which is basically keep in touch with people that I want to actually keep in touch with. Um, hmm. I don't, I don't feel like I can even do that anymore. I mean, I could, but you have to wade through all this crap to do it. So, um, that leads into the next big thing. There were several people that said this, and they say they actually left Facebook for mental health reasons. They, they felt that all it did was sort of lower their mood, similar to what you were describing, Mark, uh, where, you know, you go on Facebook, you're, you're there to, you know, either chat with somebody or, you know, just catch up, and you get, in, you get sucked into all these arguments or whatever, and it literally wow. makes you feel worse about yourself. Right. My my wife was telling me earlier this week, she was ranting and she's like, I finally had to unfriend this one person because she's just an idiot. Ah, I can't believe the crap she posts. And I'm not going to go into any details, but yeah, I mean, she was finally she she and she uh, doesn't have a large friends list. Right. Yeah. You know, people people act like oh i have this giant friends list and i get all these likes and shares and stuff like it's like it's actually some form of currency that actually helps yeah well she's she's made fun of me a bit because i have such a big friends list but i have such a disparate group of friends when it comes to to positions that that topic that you post if you post anything that's the slightest bit controversial i'll have multiple slants of friends coming in and they start beating each other up over it. And she's like, I can't believe the junk that happens. That's why I don't have that many friends on this thing. Right. So you, you mentioned you describe my family. <laughs> you mentioned friends are like currency. And um, that's actually worth mentioning. And this didn't come up in any of the conversations. But if you're if you're any kind of a I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, because there's like all these funny words that go along with this that people laugh about. If you're an influencer, is probably the best word oh. I can come up with. Okay, right, exactly. You're I like, hate that word. Right, so it it's it's the the roots of that are in a valid thing though, right? If you have a huge social media following, then advertisers or companies will look to you as a way to get their message out. Okay, so um, like with my um, with my Jeep stuff, right? I have a YouTube channel. I've got fifteen hundred followers. Okay. After I crested about a thousand, small companies started reaching out to me to review products. And they literally send me stuff for free and I install it on my Jeep or I give them an honest opinion of it or whatever and off it goes. Well, if you've got like 50,000, like real companies, real big companies start coming to you to try to spread whatever it is they want to spread, whether it's product placement or whether, you know, whatever. So having a huge following on things like Instagram or Facebook in some cases will literally get you money or stuff, right? So... You know, there is there is that. But that's really not this particular um, discussion. However, you could say that it leads into some of the problems with social media in that all of a sudden this person that you're friends with because you want to chat with them or whatever are now a shill for a company. <laughs> a shill. <laughs> so, um, one person even responded that uh, they they, ha they have an app that they use to track their mental health, their mental well-being. I didn't know such apps existed. I'm, I'm actually very curious about how this works. He gave me a URL uh, called moodscope.com. But he said that he's been tracking his, his mental well-being uh, since before he had left Facebook. And now that he's gone, he sees an improvement. So again, I don't know anything about this app or how it works. 
um, or if, whether it's like hokey crap or whatever. But um, to them, it's Probably. like this is legitimate. This shows me this shows me a result, right? You have to use speak. it in coordination with a healing crystal or something. Yeah, right. No, you have to you have to put an implant in your brain, right? And then you scan it every so often. So, so little note about the the uh, overlaid chat. Yeah, it's wrong. It, I know it's like broken. It seems to uh, like the last few lines yeah. just don't seem to be like it seems to be. It's it's it caches like five or six so, lines. So and they if push, they, if we want to get into the scrolled up at some point too. If we want to get into the uh, if we want to get into the technicalities of why it's because the window is too little and I didn't realize that so it's cut off at the bottom. So as so the the newest chats aren't showing until they scroll upward. Oh, that's why some influencer this guy is. So I need to fix that for the next show. Okay. Well, now we know. (laughs) Like like we were talking to Josh in the chat before. We've got some new tech tonight. We're allowed to we're allowed to be imperfect, but this is like this is like troubleshooting in production. Yeah. So next next time I'll put it down the side of the screen or something so there's more room for it. That should fix it. Yes, uh, uh, Nate. Nate is using OBS for this, Josh. Yes, it's OBS. Which, which bringing the chat window from YouTube into OBS is not nearly as easy as if we were doing this on Twitch. So we're totally switching platforms now. <laughs> yeah, and we're using uh, we're we're conferencing using Zoom, even though that's making Mason cry. So the goal is to is to try Jitsi at some point. Maybe next time we'll see. With oh, awesome! Another app that'll fail on my machine. But at least it's free and open source. <laughs> Jitsi doesn't work. I, for you, I like no. I Nothing like works. I, I haven't. I haven't used Jitsi in probably a decade. But it's well, it's, better. It's different than you're thinking. You're thinking of that little. Like you're thinking of that little Java client that we used to use uh, to connect to OpenUC, right? Uh, yeah, well, I used it then too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, oh, okay. It's, it's been a long time since I used Jitsi. But yeah, there's like nice, nice, uh, full-on Jitsi uh, video conferencing. It's it's very comparable to Zoom, I would say, except it's browser-based, like, which means you'll have trouble with it. I like it better than <laughs> I actually like it better than the big three that we use at Red Hat. I like it better than Blue Jeans. I like it better than the G Chat, and I like it better than uh, than Zoom. Do you have to do that every time you say G Chat? Is that like a thing? Well, it's actually like a reflex? Yeah. Actually, I like meet. Uh, if it wasn't Google, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Google. Functionally, it works better than Blue Jeans, but I just don't like Google as a company. Yeah, and I realize that's ironic because I'm on the YouTube with this right now. Right. Well, like I said, we'll move to Twitch. Oh. Then it's then it's owned by I'll Amazon. Stick with Zoom. Oh, so you can't escape the assholes. <laughs> I guess the the problem. Uh, so there was also lots of talk about um, feeling like Facebook is basically an echo chamber or a social bubble is another another word that was used to describe it, um, which leads into another th- another thread that I that I saw more than one person say. Uh, they referred to it as like a gamification, right? Facebook is like a almost like a game that you interact with. It's not just social anymore, and they say that it's tilted in such a way that it makes you feel terrible. But that because you feel terrible, you keep coming back to see if it gets better, which is like a weird, really weird mental game, don't you think? Mm. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that. Again, it was just a, a comment, a response that I got to the to the thread that I posted. And um, I don't know if there's some study somewhere that says that this is true, um, but 
my own experience with Facebook makes me feel like it could be true because just like you were saying, you, you log in there and you're just like inundated with garbage, with things that are just, that feel terrible, <laughs> right? I don't know. Do you get that feeling, Mark? You look like you're deep in thought. Uh, I was looking at, I was looking at, I totally wasn't paying attention to your question That's and you terrible. got me. I apologize. I got Mark. Because <laughs> one of the responses from Memo List actually, so a sentence stuck with me and I wanted to find it again. Okay. And and the sentence is, I think that 30 years from now, social media will be looked on as one of the most dangerous things that has been perpetrated to human society. Wow. And he goes into a whole explanation as to why. I didn't see but, that one. You know, it, it's funny though, right? Because the assumption has always been that, in, you know, if information is free, if communication is free, then it will lead to harmony and goodness. But it turns out that humans are sometimes shitbags. And when you make when when they're able to communicate freely with freely with each other, they're not joining hands and singing kumbaya. Yeah. They're engaging in their tribal behaviors and their us versus them uh, behaviors, where suddenly politics is not something that is intelligent people can disagree how to solve complex problems instead it's the friggin' philadelphia eagles versus the new york giants yep and the guy wearing the other uniform sucks yeah it doesn't matter person. doesn't matter what they say or think they are they are the devil because they are they're not on your team <laughs> and we could some of us who've been on the internet for a really long time could see some of this coming 20 30 years ago because of the nature of anim of, of the anonymous communication the internet gives people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, back in the BBS and, days, back in the old, like, Fidonets and whatever, same thing, flame war. The, the term flame war has been around war, yeah. probably longer than I have been around. <laughs> I don't know when it was coined, but it was certainly in existence when I sat down at my first computer. It, so I graduated Rutgers in 1990, uh, so in the in the mid '80s was the first exposure I had to Usenet on uh, on the machines there that were run in some sort of Unix, mm -hmm. and yeah, Flame War was definitely a thing. Yeah, the thing is, the community was a lot more obsessed with netiquette and mm -hmm. proper behavior and better at self policing. Yeah. So even when people flamed each other, that was looked upon as terrible behavior and not the norm. Yeah, I'd been part of communities um, before Facebook that were very self-policing. It was, you know, you would, if somebody was being an ass, people would just ignore them. You know, they weren't, they weren't the loudest one in the room anymore. People ignored them. They didn't respond to their threads. They didn't engage with that person. And eventually that person either went away or changed their tone. Now it seems like the opposite. You know, now the... Don't choke on your... Uh, bourbon. <laughs> don't choke on your bourbon. <laughs> almost went, almost used the wrong tube. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to sterilize the lungs. <coughs> <laughs> That's not how that works, man. No, no. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Is that like drinking decongestant? <coughs> you mean like drinking disinfectant? Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> disinfectant, not decongestant. Oh, my word. You're supposed to drink decongestant, I think. That's how that works. Uh, 
All right. So, uh, and then, you know, uh, aside from the mental health issues and the, the general badness of, uh, of Facebook, we come back to the good old friend privacy. Uh, a lot of folks that cited privacy as the reason that they left Facebook. Um, I got more than one person responded simply saying that the privacy battle is dead, which is similar to uh, the conversation we had with Charles a couple weeks ago uh, when we were talking about content tracing contact tracing uh that basically that that battle is lost and um i don't know i don't know where i stand on that anymore i i feel like it's still a a fight worth fighting but everybody has our data even things we haven't opted into like even even things we didn't opt into i mean who who has a credit report with equifax oh that's right everybody shame adam blueberry who lost their their credit report when equifax got breached oh yeah everybody i don't know if it was everybody but it was a lot (laughs) so yeah i don't know if that's even worth uh jason you weren't on the night we were talking to charles about it how do you feel about that i know you're you're big on privacy and that's one of the reasons you have not been on facebook for all these years how do i feel about the privacy in general or or the, the contact tracing the battle the, the battle for our privacy. Do you think it's lost? Do you think it's it's wasted effort? Um, I think doing the minimum or, or doing like just, just the easy stuff is enough to, to screw up the algorithms. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to it. I mean, you know, I can't stand getting a bunch of ads about crap I have no interest in. But I don't mind getting ads about things that I actually might be interested in. Right. I mean, I think that's a benefit. Yeah, um, right, right. Instead of being inundated with to, crap, right? Using it to track me all over the place for nefarious means. Yeah, that sucks. Well, I mean, um, define nefarious though. Things. What's that? Like define nefarious though. <clears throat> I think everybody has their own their own description of yeah, what's nefarious, right? I guess. I mean, in in so nefarious, I mean, take Facebook for instance. I mean, tracking my habits and and using that data to show things that are going to get riled up and and you know inject crap into my whatever the hell it's called your wall or your stream or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that is yep i mean that that to me is 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 ridiculous and nefarious um twitter does that a little bit um but there's ways to sort of turn it off um uh there was a really good post by ian coldwater a while back on on a bunch of uh tags that you can throw into the filter and it kind of shuts most of that stuff off um, I don't know. Reddit, Reddit's driving me nuts these days because I have I've had a Reddit account forever. And whenever I Google search something now, if it shows up with a Reddit post, I start getting Reddit messages on my phone in whatever the subreddit is. Mm. Even though I'm not subscribed to it, and you know, and and I haven't taken the time. I I looked briefly trying to figure out how to turn it off. Um, and you know, I probably need to spend more time with it, but. You know, those sorts of things are a little annoying. Um, I think where it gets more uh, more nefarious is when it starts seeping into, you know, like when healthcare gets involved or when insurance gets involved and that sort of stuff. And that's that's a little bit on the fringe at the moment, but it's starting to become more of a reality, you know, um, where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take employers, for instance. Um you know, when I sign up, when I, when I 
fill out a job application now, it's asking me for, you know, what's your Facebook account? What's your Twitter? What's your, you know, and my answer is go to hell. Yeah, you, you can't you have that. this. <laughs> um, I haven't actually you know, seen that on, on a job application, but I've heard of it. Have you actually seen <clears throat> it like in person? Yeah. 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 Um, now I'm in the tech world, so, you know, right. it, it's slightly different. I mean, um, I I don't really have... You know, if you want to go over my Twitter, I'm going to stand by what I have on Twitter. That's that's well, I mean, just you, who I am. You kind of have to; it's public. Well, right, but like, but uh, you know, you, I, you can't I, be like astonished. Wow, how did you read that? Well, no, it's public no, on and Twitter. I, and I, I've had I've had stuff come up in in um, conversations in in like interviews of you know things I posted here or there, and, and, and for the most part, it's been positive. It's, you know, oh, I noticed you posted about this stuff or, or I noticed, you know, on your LinkedIn that there's this or we read your blog or we watched Iron System in or whatever. And, and that's fine. Um, but I mean, it's a huge red flag to me the moment a company's like, you know, oh, well, you were posting things about this. Like, okay, that's cool. We're, this interview's over. I don't need to work here. So that, that sort of nefarious tracking type stuff drives me nuts. I mean, as an employer though, right? I, just, I have to play devil's advocate and I have to just try to explore the other side of this. As an employer, you're taking a bet hiring somebody, right? Is this person going to be a decent individual? Are they going to steal all our stuff and walk out the door, right? Are they going to walk in and trash our network and leave? Are they going to like show up to work? Are they going to show up to work sober, <laughs> right? And uh, if, if, if you're going to share things publicly about, oh, I was out drinking last night or whatever, and it's literally public. Now, if they're like digging around Facebook trying to find information about you when they're they don't have any link to you, that's a little different, I think. Um, but if 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 like every weekend you were on Twitter talking about how you're how you're having these benders and whatever, and you barely got to work in the morning, um, you know that's if effectively public information. So can you really slight them for looking for that? So if I am on Twitter and I am bad mouthing the company that I work for, or mm -hmm. I am representing the company by saying who I work for and, you know, then posting all sorts of, you know, whatever racist crap or, mm -hmm. or, you know, that I was out smoking weed or I was on a bender for three days or whatever, maybe I can see where the company might be, you know, a little bit concerned. Yeah. Um, I don't mention who I work for ever. I never talk. I may, I may bitch about work on Twitter, but I will never name people and I will never name where I'm working. And I, I don't think I ever have. I don't know. That, um, I don't know that you've ever even divulged your, your latest position on this show. No, and no, like we no. were, we were here when you got hired. <laughs> right now. Now the problem is that, that, you know, LinkedIn has that information and anybody who's yeah. even remotely, you know, passably good at OSN can easily figure out where I work and whatever. And, you know, so even then, I'm, I'm somewhat careful about what I say. Um, but let's go back 10 years. 10 years ago, when this stuff didn't exist. Yeah. Or 15 years ago, when this didn't exist. How did companies ever hire people? How did they ever get somebody through the door who wasn't going to have I can, a bender or smoke weed? I can or, tell you, you know, some stories about some their systems. I can tell you some stories love, about some terrible employees I've worked with. <laughs> I've, I, I've had terrible employees before and I've had, I'm going to continue to have terrible employees. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had a guy who came through and his interview was amazing. He knew everything about Linux. He knew you know, all the different buzzwords. He knew all the technology we we're using. It was absolutely amazing. We we're like, wow, we really have to hire this guy. We hired him. 
He starts his first day. Dude can't turn on his computer. Nowhere to lie. Cannot figure out how to turn on the computer. That's and fun. that's where it started. And it just snowballed from there. Just went worse. It was like, there. well, how the hell did you get through that interview? Because it's not like we were showing you things. Like we were asking questions and you were answering them. Do you have a twin brother who's smarter than you? Could you send him in, please? <laughs> um, but I, I would he had love an to earpiece. Yeah, I right. Secret mic and earpiece. <laughs> Maybe. Bob, I, Bob, I really need this study. job. Can you like tell me <laughs> the answers through the earpiece? <laughs> I, I would love to see a study that compares, you know, the quality of applicants and and hires now when you can go through their Twitter and their Facebook and everything else compared to the same thing 20 years ago or 50 years ago. And I'm willing to bet that there's no difference at all. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like I said, Twitter, some, ball, but... some employers don't even check as far as I know, yeah, I mean, you know, mo- like most haven't, I mean, you know, mo- most of the stuff I get is individual people at the company who who are interested and then mm-hmm. you know, bring stuff up like, oh, I read this on your blog. Let's talk about it. Like, OK, cool. You know, or, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I, I didn't realize you were the same person. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're that popular, huh? No, not really. No, it's, no. it's happened. No. But, I, I, you know, that's pretty small circles. Yeah. You know, absolutely one thing that I'll almost rant about because... I don't remember it ever being this way before is there is a chilling effect now where if you post something controversial and it goes against, you know, the conventional wisdom, if it goes against what, what, what the, uh, what the popular opinion of the day is there, there is suddenly an internet mob trying to get you fired, blacklisted, removed mm-hmm. from your, whatever, ruin your life. That bothers me. And I have more than once thought, should I just nuke my entire Facebook account from orbit just in case someone goes back in time and I posted something they don't like now that I posted, you know, five, eight, ten years ago? Mm-hmm. You know, that really does I, that yeah. really does happen frequently. It does. Yeah, that- and, and to be perfectly frank, my personal politics and whatnot tend to tend to lean conservative. Which nowadays I like I kind of even hesitate to admit that. It's not not very popular, is it? No. No. I, think, I feel like I have to disclaim, did not vote for Trump last election. I voted for Johnson. <laughs> no, you so, don't have to explain. Not on this show, not to us. Yeah. So so but yeah, no, that's I, a that's I, a so so here's something. My my wonderful middle daughter, she's twenty three years old now. I think she's twenty three. Whatever. Fuck it. She's twenty three now. Uh, she just got her master's degree. She's got this wonderful job that she's starting next week. And she posted on her Facebook page that she was going to be attending a, uh, a rally at Kutztown, a solidarity rally. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I told her, you're an adult. You need to make your own decisions. Be careful. Because yeah. if you do something, if you end up in some sort of situation your employer might see it you you can risk your job now fortunately everything is very peaceful and 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 everything went well and she didn't end you know there was no conflict with authorities or whatever what and and so it was fine but quite frankly the idea that someone could post something even if it's terrible like yeah it's 
maybe this person has a terrible opinion, but does that mean that their life their life should be ruined because they posted one bad it's, thing on social media? It's not just it's not just that, but these posts lose context over time. You know? So yeah. Yeah. um well like look I mean, at look at some of these people that have just been completely ruined over photos that was taken of them in the fifties or sixties. Right. Right. When right. times so the, the were times be... were different. They did terrible right. things then, but they were terrible things that were socially acceptable. Right. There right. needs to be temper and, and people yeah. change over time. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I I'm I'm okay with system D. I know. I'm gonna lose all sorts of followers. <laughs> right. And people are gonna be up in arms. Right. But you know, it works. Eight, eight years fine. ago. I eight liked, years ago I hated it. <laughs> I liked I, I like Sys V as well. I mean, I you know, I think they're both decent. There are things that I don't like about each so it's you know whatever both I, I of think, them have helped me feed my family there you go <laughs> so so i mean the the idea of somebody losing their job i mean it depends on what it is right so uh but for instance it? the the whole the whole bird watcher dog woman calling oh, yeah. the police thing yeah yeah she should absolutely be shamed i think but to lose her job over it i don't know right like I think that's going a little bit far. I yeah, I agree. Overboard. She she overreacted to that thing, to the the whole situation, the whole calling the cops thing, whatever. That was terrible. But you're right. It's like how far is too far? Like, does everyone right. need to be lynched over every little mistake they make? And right, and, and there's, super there's sensitive actually, right now. Mm-hmm. I, there's, I'm act, I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Sorry, there, there's actually good psychological evidence that that sh- what she did wasn't really and had anything to do with her being racist but mm-hmm. it had more to do with what the what the what the norms are today and what the you know what's going on in the world so you know and that's not to excuse her right like i don't think there is an excuse for that but yeah but should that mean that she loses her job i i don't know i I'm, that's that's a tough one you know now if she was marching down the street in you know, a, a clan outfit and, you know, trying Putting to burn people flag. and hang them from trees. Like, <laughs> yeah, by all means, like yeah. fire. But I, I don't know. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. And it, this stuff didn't exist 15, 20 years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is, these are the growing pains we go through with, with new technology. Yeah. And what I'm seeing today and, and literally I can pull up posts from today on Facebook where, it's almost like this ongoing purity test where people are trying to determine if you're thinking properly Mm -hmm. and if you're not, you're in trouble. It's, it's, it's actually kind of chilling to me. And if anything finally drives me from social media, it's going to be that. The fact that if I put the wrong opinion out there, suddenly I'm going to have to be defending, defending my opinion, even if you don't like it, even if it goes against what the general popular opinion is. Right. Because I either didn't express it nuanced enough or because I don't think it's that black and white in terms of truth, then uh, that, that, right that there, frightens me. That right there is the crux of the whole thing. None of these issues are black and white. And I don't mean that as a racial thing. I mean like as a comparative thing. Binary. <laughs> None of these uh. things are binary. None of them are 100% true on one side or the other, right? Like, take take the response to COVID, right? A lot of people are very upset with the way this country has dealt with COVID, 
I feel like we were hit with a thing that was very unexpected. No one really knew what to do, so they did what they thought was best. It's right? complicated. It's right. complicated. The whole thing is complicated. Could we have done better? Absolutely. Could we have done worse? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> right? Well, don't worry. We're getting a do-over, so we'll see what happens. We're, we're, getting sti- a yeah, we're still okay. trying to figure out how, and, and you know, I can tell you my, my take. I'm still going to play pretty, pretty conservative. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing I'm not is. not rushing out to be in public. The thing is, right, um, if you choose to not play a conservative, all of a sudden people are judging you, saying that you're, you're a problem. You're going to kill people. Right? When in reality, the whole freaking game is changing from day to day. Like, yeah. what we know about the virus is changing day to day. Maybe not day to day, but it's changing rapidly and frequently. Okay? So, the things that we thought about it in January are different now. So, how we were dealing with it in January is different than how we're dealing with it now. And the whole thing, it's like, it's a moving target. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of, like, well, maybe this didn't do a damn thing. Maybe it did. Who was right in that matter, right? If they if they come out and go, like, you know, those masks we asked you to wear those were completely useless, but thank you for wearing them anyway, then all of a sudden you're going to have people that are like, I told you the masks were stupid, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. The whole thing is gray. The whole thing is difficult to to wrap your hands around, which is what we should be <laughs> Right. But, you know, again, it, because if you're going to, if you're going to engage on social media, I think now more than ever it can be super risky and so if you need a compelling argument to step back to me that's 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 what'll get me off of it yeah i've been using social media for a couple of reasons um one of my hobbies is scouting i'm an assistant scout master uh and you know taking pictures of the scouts doing their activities and posting them on the on the facebook is something parents have gotten used to seeing from me well Mm -hmm. my son ages out this year and my daughter's out of venturing too, because she aged out. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have kids in there anymore. And I might I might stick on as an adult leader for a little while longer, but maybe I'm just gonna ease off on the pictures now. Uh, I've got family members, but honestly, between group texting and everything else, maybe maybe Facebook is done. The the risk reward, we know we talked about signal to noise ratio. Yeah. Let's talk about risk versus reward. What is Facebook what what am I getting out of it? So that's I, that's actually a good segue, right? So um there's there's two other points I wanted to, to cover, but your point is valid. What are you getting out of it? So for me, one of the things I get out of it is I have an outlet to share this show. I have an outlet to share my YouTube channel, right? It's almost like an advertising platform at that point. I don't get much personally out of it anymore. I I get, there's a couple people that I don't get to see frequently that I could probably find other avenues to communicate with that I would lose contact with if I don't find another way, uh, if I, if I were to leave Facebook, but I would lose those, those literally possible revenue streams or advertising streams for those things that I, that I do. And those aren't things that I trout or trout that I tout as me. They're touted as like pages that represent those things. Right. And that's a whole other angle. So I almost feel like I'm stuck there. Or I lose, you know, a possible avenue for for bringing people into the things that I create, right? And there's a few other people that responded that said that exact same thing. One, one person literally said, I'll never leave Facebook because it's the way that I keep track of all these people that I want to stay in touch with. 
right? Right. And, Several and, people said, I hate it, but I'll always be there because of that reason. Right. So that's where, so, so that's where engaging in it uh, in a careful manner is probably important. Um, so that comes down to, in theory, everything I've ever posted on Facebook is there how do I get rid of the stuff that I might not want people to ever see that I wrote? I don't think I can. You can probably go back and delete them, but how would you do that? Very slowly and one at a time. Yeah. Like, could I, what I would love a setting that says per, but what I love a setting that says purge any content older than a year. I'd love a setting that says lock down any content, make it non-viewable by anybody, but me older than a year. Wasn't there something that did that? I don't know. I'm poking. I'm looking now. I'm t- I, this this all rings a bell. Like there was a thing where you could age out posts. Maybe it wasn't on Facebook. It might have been something else. No, somebody be- was talking about doing it with Twitter. They would age out all their posts that were older than a year or something. I think. Yeah. So at any rate, this leads me to the last point I wanted to 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 touch on, and I was really hoping to get some jewel out of the Red Hat community when I sent that email, um, and that is alternatives. What I really wanted someone to say was, here's an open source alternative that's privacy aware, maybe that you can host yourself, maybe that's decentralized, and there's actually people there that you might want to converse with. Unfortunately, nobody came back and said that. Nobody has that. There's projects that exist. There's lots of them. I, I ran one for a little while. The problem is no one's there. There's no one else to talk to other than yourself and a couple other nerds that wanted to check out this cool new technology. And then they're gone because they go back to where the people are, right? So the is other Mast- alternatives... Sorry, what? Is Mastodon still kicking around? Mastodon's still kicking around, and that's probably the only one that got um, a decent amount of following at some point. But even that, it's it's not... It's not enough. What was that? Uh, what was the crazy Facebook one that you were running for a while? I can't even remember the name of it. You mean Diaspora? Yeah, Diaspora. Yeah, that, that was fun, that? and that had promise. I liked that. I liked that platform. I liked the idea. It was decentralized. You could run it yourself. You could you could run it for other people, for people that didn't know how to run it themselves because it wasn't easy to run. It was a big Ruby on Rails app. It was really a bit kind of a bear. But. Um, yeah, so things that people did say they've moved to are things like Instagram, Twitter, and a few people actually liked Google+, believe it or not. <laughs> but now that's gone. Thank you, Google. Uh, they liked it. The, the, the reasoning I always got, or the reason I got from the few people that mentioned it, was that it was easier to filter out what you didn't want to see, and you could see what you did want to see, because Google+, was just designed that way. Unfortunately, it's gone now. Um and then the other options are, th- are chat platforms instead of social platforms. Things like Slack and Discord and uh, WhatsApp is a chat application, isn't it? It's not really a social network. More of an instant messaging app, I thought. It's not. I mean, okay. Slack and Discord are, are kind of a different thing. IRC than anything. And, yeah. and WhatsApp is like uh, 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 AOL Messenger. So personally, I don't know. I know, Mark, you use Discord for some things. Jason, I don't know if you have or not, but I found it to be actually pretty pleasant i'm actually in a couple discord servers now it's it's it seems a little more open than slack is a little less for pay and corporate maybe than slack is and uh i kind of like it i kind of like the way it's the way it's yeah, set up. I, 
I, I'm not sure what the origins are. I mean, it felt like it was built for gamers. It is. And, it's built for gamers. That's, that's sort of why it feels, I think it feels the way it does. I would be happy to run Discord. I'm on, I think I'm on more Discord. Uh, I don't even know what to call them. I'm in more Discord channels than I am in Slack, but Slack is where the important stuff is at the moment. So I can't, you know, and I hate running 52 apps. So, you know, Discord is there and I jump in like once a month and I look and see what's going on and then I go back to Slack. Always back to the thing you know, right? Well, again, it's it's that's where all of the channels yeah. that I follow the most are are located. Yeah, I mean, it's you the know, same. If they were to move to Discord, I'd be on Discord in a heartbeat. It's the same problem as, um, you know, Facebook, right? You go where all the people are. Yeah, I mean, so oh, I can't remember what the name of it was. I mean, back in the day when we had like, you know, I want to go different... where the people are. Just a matter of time. Sorry. It, it's it really is. So, so, it really so back is. in the day when there were like, you know, a hundred different instant messaging apps, there was um, there was an aggregator app and I can't remember the name of it was, but uh, you know, you could go in and put all of your, I mean, it ran locally on your machine. It wasn't mm -hmm. cloud run or whatever. You put all your information in and it aggregated everything all together. Yeah. There've been and, a few of those actually. Yeah. And it, I mean, it kept, it kept the, the, the conversation separate, but of course it made sense because, you know, it was between two people or between a couple people and it was on that platform. But that was great. I could run one app and hit everything. Now, with all the different apps that are out there, you know, I just have to choose one. And, and Slack happens to be the default one right now. He's part of their world. Yes, very good. <laughs> um, that sounds like a Disney thing. It is. It is. It's totally a Disney thing. So Little Mermaid was one of my uh, favorite early Disney movies. Bunch of college dudes enthralled by it. Don't judge us. It's because of the seashells. Uh, too late. No doubt. Um, <laughs> the seashells. How do you use the seashells? <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the seashells. All right. <laughs> they need a sequel oh, just I, so we can I, figure it. I mean, yeah. of course you don't know how to use the seashells. Uh, yeah. So at any rate, that's that's pretty much the gist of uh, everything that I got out. I mean, there's probably a whole, a much deeper rabbit hole to go into there, but uh, we've already been going at this for an hour, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't use Facebook, and I get asked about it all the time by family because. Why aren't you on Facebook? Well, that's where they. I could post have invited you if you were on, on Facebook. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's it's you know you know something will happen and it look like, why weren't you there? I'm like I because nobody told me. Well, we posted on a Facebook. Like, I've not been on Facebook ever, and you know this. Well, you've been so, there twice. Yeah, you were well, there right, but, twice. Right, eight twice. years ago. <laughs> right, but it, I think I think it predates any of my family being on Facebook. So, yeah, yeah. as far as they're concerned, I was never on it, and you know, valid. That seems to be the go-to platform for posting when things are going on, and it is because it's stupid easy. I, well, I can't be bothered. I'm sorry, if if it's not important enough to pick up a phone or send me a text message, then I don't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, matter what it is. To be honest, if I were to completely nuke my Facebook account, basically what would happen is whenever we got invited to a, a family gathering, my wife would tell me. Which is the way they did it in the good old days. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm here drinking my beer in my easy chair. Achie! 
We've got a thing this weekend at my sister's. <laughs> yeah. Edith, the, I don't want to go there. All, all the people are, are on the stream are cringing at the, how much you just crackled throughout all the audio. Oh, did I? I can did see it. it I can see it peaking and it'll be spam, bam, right up into the oh, red. It's, it's Archie and Edith. <laughs> Hey, get me a beer, woman. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my wife is on Facebook, so she gets the she gets the notices once in a while. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, again, it, it, like she doesn't really pay attention either. So you know, we never get invited to places, which which is perfectly fine. Um, my my kids are on Facebook. I think purely to shit post uh, and piss off my brother. Um, oh, it, which is that really really good at? Is him. that very, what your son's doing? Because I've seen him posting some real like. Oh and, yes, and yes, Whoppers. I see your brother baiting in every time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, they came up. Um, it was this week. It was it, uh, not yesterday. I think it was. I think it was Tuesday. They came upstairs, absolutely victorious because they finally got him to back down. <laughs> it was. It was a big day. He was just tired. <laughs> uh, okay. Bear. So it makes me. It makes me feel better for your children's sanity knowing that they were they had a goal and it's not that they because <laughs> some of the stuff your uh your older son was posting was just like complete i don't know some of it seemed a, a bit wacky uh yeah it some of it probably was pretty wacky. well it was I mean, it was my... like it was like the sort of stuff that was like just believable enough but just a little too far you know what i mean yeah because yeah, it's it's the whole conspiracy thing, you know. Yeah, so yeah. so there, some of it was used as baiting. Some of it was, you know, he's just fascinated by by the, the conspiracy theories. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, my youngest my youngest has taken himself off of Facebook and Twitter a number of times in the past month, um, purely yeah. for mental health. Yeah. You know, he'll just he'll come in and say like, you know, I had to put it down because I was I was losing my mind. That doesn't surprise me from him. It's you know it's, put it down. It's, it's, he's he's it's a little weird. more of a, it's he's a little more of a thoughtful kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it it's weird where it's spreading though. So he'll get himself off of Facebook and Twitter, and then you know the next thing I know, he's freaking out because somebody's posting garbage on Snapchat. Right. Um. So, so you he know, just walks right back into it. Right. And <laughs> and and it, what it is 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 it's in his instance, I think, you know, minus the the. The stuff that's clearly baiting. I mean, some of it is they're his friends and they're posting things and he knows that, you know, even he knows that it's absolutely a hundred percent wrong. Right. Like, yeah. And dangerous. Not, not just, not just that they have a bad opinion, but it's like, you know, life and death danger wrong. And, you know, he's, he's, he's caring enough that he's like pissed off that they would be posting and believing this stuff. He's like, I don't even know what to do with these people. It's like, you can't, you you have to walk away. Like people are going to run their not, own lives and, and none of us find do. a lot of these people that are just going to drive themselves into the wall over and over again. There are, there were morons before social media, but they had much smaller platforms. Yeah, that they did. Yeah. I, I believe they called them soap boxes. Literal. literal yeah, soap. Boxes. soap. Oh, yeah. It was a literally smaller platform because it was only like what? Eight by 12. <laughs> or they, if you get it right, they mimeograph into their, a little uh, car and race it. They're eating. Yeah. Yeah. There he goes again. All right. So I think that about covers the Facebook thing, folks. I'm if gonna say if more anybody, than a mermaid, tune uh, here he goes. 
Uh, if anybody out there has an alternative that fits the description that I just gave, you know, like an actual privacy aware social network that maybe you can run on your own, maybe that's open source. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. So if you want to just hit us up, maybe not on Facebook, but <laughs> on Twitter or, uh, or however, uh, you can comment on this video if you want to, uh, and just let us know, like, is there a thing out there that people are actually using? Is there something that has enough popularity that it might actually be able to dethrone the face King? Um, because I would the love face king. the face king. I'd love to hear it. So, and with that, I think we're gonna go take a little break, and then we'll be back with the news. Well, no, not the news. We we'll back to chat because that's not what we've been doing this whole time. We've totally been covering a topic, right? Push the purple button. No, there's no more purple button. It's just this thing here. Watch. And we're back, folks. Thanks for hanging in there. I saw we're Josh now. had to drop off. Yeah. But, but we're part of your world. He's, he's already singing again. Man. All right. So I think I can fix this uh, this chat thing, but I have to move around the OBS window. Sorry about this, folks. So he now, likes big chats and he cannot lie. Now I'm there and the, the chat is slightly over me, but I don't really care. Okay. So we're back. Yay. And, and, oh, we have a review. I forgot to tell you that. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go and go ahead and go over our usual patrons in the announcements. And uh, then we actually have a review to read. I'm so happy. Okay. So uh, usual Patreon update. Uh, I think we gained a patron or two, but they're not in this list yet because they haven't been charged yet. That's how Patreon works. They don't put them in the list until they've, they've actually paid something. So well, that actually seems fair to me. It does, doesn't it? Because it's no money, no happy. Like theoretically, you can become a patron and then and then uh, cancel your patronage before tri- before you're charged, right? And then you can actually get access to Patreon, you know, patron only stuff. Not that we really have any for this show, but if you uh, if you ever wanted to uh, game the Patreon system and get access to content that you're only supposed to get as a patron, just you know, go ahead and totally promise to give someone a hundred bucks a month and then cancel before they they charge you. But you shouldn't do that. That's mean. The wimpy maneuver. I yeah. will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger yes, today. That's exactly what that is. All right. So our patrons, <laughs> as of the beginning of this month, that have recently been charged or have paid us anything at all, uh, our longstanding patron, 22532, who's been around since the freaking start. Thank you, buddy. I don't even know if you listen anymore. Maybe you've Great forgotten. Great UID, buddy. Maybe Great you UID. have. Yeah, right. Maybe you have forgotten that you're uh, a patron, but uh, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon hasn't. Yeah, Patreon hasn't. Uh, Andy, uh, the captain of the SOG. Andy. Yep, Andy, you know Andy. Uh, know Charles, him. Dementor, Gimby B, Jay, Jason, not this Jason, but the other Jason. Uh, John, Julius, Linux666, who I think I saw in chat earlier. Hi, if you're there. Um, Mark with a C, Mark with a K, and Ryan. So thank you, all of you. Ryan, for- who plays the bard? Sergio. <laughs> Yes, that that no, probably not that Ryan. Probably not. So those are our patrons. Thank you, folks, for being patrons. If you if you're curious how you can help the show out, just head on over to Patreon.com/slash/IronSysAdmin, and anything you want to give is fine with us. I don't care if it's a dollar or twenty. Hide behind the pile of dead bards. Hide behind the pile of dead bards. Jason, you've seen that movie, haven't you? 
Yes. I have I have seen that movie many many a time. We, I like uh, we were I've seen all the sequels too. We were we were supposed to game. I haven't seen the sequels. There was a prequel. There was one before it that I could never find. Now you're going to look at your shelves that we can't see because of your 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 background. We were supposed to game Tuesday, but somebody couldn't make it, so instead we all watched The Gamers: Darkness Rising. Uh, and it was uh, awesome. It was fun. It was fun. Such a terrible movie, but hilarious. At least I think it's hilarious. There wasn't nearly as I, much laughing on the stream as I thought there was going to be. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah. I I'm not a laugh out loud person yeah. during a movie. Uh, what's Very this? We, I laughed a lot more than. Can't hands of fate? Is that what it says? It looks like it's kind of fizzing out. It's really not working well because of your virtual background with the Mac. Totally can't see that one. <laughs> I have an idea. How about how about if your laptop is able to handle this? Because I know you're having problems, even though you're running a virtual background. <laughs> Go to the notes and put links to where we can buy those movies. <laughs> ah, there hey. you go. There we go. Maybe your maybe your video will catch up now. Dark, Dark dungeons. Dark dungeons based on the chick track. Oh my word! And the gamer's RPG. hands of fate. That's cool. There was a there was a Kickstarter for something, and this was some of the rewards. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty. And by the way, your video didn't catch back up. No, <laughs> so don't. You've, you've ruined it for the rest of the show. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty much did. <laughs> Dark Dungeons. Hey, now you've got to be careful. There's someone about to stab you behind you. She's hanging in a tree. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, doesn't seem like a bad way to go. Anyway, um, right. So I did mention that there's a review. We got uh, from Ruslan. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry, dude. Or maybe not, dude. Person. I'm sorry, person. <laughs> From Twitter. <laughs> Thanks for the great episode, guys, especially the post where uh, effing Google blames C and C++. Yep, those engineers are stupid. <laughs> uh, hope in future you'll discuss software development topics more. So I'm not a software developer. Um, I don't think any of us programmer. are software developers. Terrible. Jason, you're like the closest thing we have to a software developer. <laughs> In that you, I know you've had some programming classes. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've written software. I, 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 oh, I, I, I probably missed courses. whatever this episode was. What, what are we talking about this, here? This was, was it last week or the week before? We were talking about, um, what it was, was a it? few weeks ago. Chrome. There was, a, it was a news article. Yeah. Chrome is, yeah. Uh, Chrome is hard because, um, of flaws in C and C++. If I remember... Because if, of memory. If I remember... No, because the, when you program in C and C++, you can't be an idiot. You got to understand how to manage memory. The, the It requires effort. The article said something like, um, all of the problems that we've had with Chrome can be, bl can be blamed on bad code. I mean, remember that? <laughs> that statement? <laughs> it's like, well, okay. Okay, yeah. I guess that's true, um, but they were talking about how Chrome is written in C or C++. I forget which one it was. And, yeah, that, and that that is to blame for a lot of the vulnerabilities and problems we've had with Chrome because it doesn't do its own garbage collection and you have to, like, you know, be a good programmer. Right. And and languages like Java have never, ever had a problem with garbage collection. Right, right. So um, I guess I... I don't know this for certain, but it's what came up on the show. It's that Firefox is written in Rust, I think, which has a whole bunch of like bumpers around it 
to try to is make it? sure that you don't have that problem. Firefox has had um, memory management problems in the past too. So they, they all do. Like every app does. And, yeah, and no. it's especially yeah. worse when the, the language that you're using ends up having a problem with the, the garbage collector. And yeah. you end up, you know, it, it's not even that you programmed badly. It's that the, the version that you happen to compile with had a bug in it. And had now a you're problem screwed. with the thing that you depended mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So at anyway, are hard. that was that was yeah. basically the conversation we had. Um, the, the article was basically blaming Chrome's problems on the language that it's written in. And it's like, well, I guess if that's that's like like uh, I own a firearm and now my foot hurts. Oh, I shot myself with it. Um, mm hmm. Because <laughs> yeah, you didn't know what you were doing. Because you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Let's fight about it on Facebook. We should. We should. Nobody should be allowed to use C. That's what it should be. There should be a law. C is dangerous. Okay, I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> Just C with a bum stock. As long as you don't have a bum stock. <laughs> right, it can't yeah. have a bum stock. Or, or larger than a 10-round clip. <laughs> we move to D, everything will be better. Uh, yes, we go. should all move to D. D would be better. Yeah. All right, what? so um, is there anything else in the way of announcements? I mean, there's pretty much no conferences coming up. Are there any virtual conferences coming up I don't know about? What's up? What's there's up? Like what about... There's like there's virtual conferences like every day. Okay, yeah, so there's almost too do you, many. Do you know of any that we can that are worth putting in the notes that we, we want to talk about? Because I'm completely disconnected, apparently. No, I think they're <laughs> all posting everything on Facebook, and I don't get that. <sighs> That's terrible. What about no, seriously? I, I I I know there's there's tons of them going on. I'm not even. Follow, I don't have the time. Yeah, I don't have time to go. So, to any, so. I'm going to be that guy. What guy? To me, virtual conferences are not worth it. Because to me, the best part of conferences are the hallway conversations, the random interactions, the free booze, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff. Especially the free booze. All booth. that cool stuff. So sitting on my in my office chair, the last thing I want to be doing is be on another friggin' webcast or another whatever watching a conference. I mean, if your goal is to see the talks, though. Like some people get value out of that, but you're right. I agree with you. I think that yeah. the, maybe in my personal opinion, the yeah, the, no, no, no. You're, the, you're, the meeting people um, didn't didn't uh, Jason didn't we get to to drink uh, what's his name's booze when we were at DerbyCon? Who was that we're rapper? A lot didn't of show? people booze at DerbyCon. No, who was the guy that didn't show up? The guy who didn't show up that demanded all that booze and DerbyCon bought it all and then Dave handed it out in the lobby because he didn't show up. Oh, the 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 dipshit. Uh, uh, rapper dude. Um, what the hell was his name? I can't even remember. That's how I much remember. I follow he, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever. we got to drink Why his booze. Ask. Dave Kennedy gave us shots. It was great. Yeah. He, he claimed, <laughs> what was it? He claimed, he called and said he couldn't make it because of some emergency or something. And then, and then wouldn't you know it up on Twitter shows up a picture of like him and some other famous rapper just hanging out. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> That's that's terrible. Doesn't, some, doesn't matter. I mean, some he, famous he was, rapper. He was that bad that we don't remember him. Well, no, he's uh, he was. That's the thing, though. He was some famous rapper they were going to have. Yeah, like, some slightly outdated but famous rapper. Yeah, but whatever. Isn't, um, isn't Derby kind of like the hardest of drinking cons? Um, maybe. I was in an alcoholic <laughs> case through a great deal of summit in Boston, so I don't know. Yeah. So, so Derby Con. Derby Con's a whole different level, Mark. They they outdrank. <laughs> it very well, the, might be a whole different they, level. They outdrank the Kentucky the entirety of the Kentucky Derby the first day of the first year. Oh my! It yeah. took 
it so took the, the hotel three years or four years. It might have been it might have been four years until they stocked yeah. enough yep. alcohol yep. so that and they then, were not completely dry by the last day of DerbyCon. And then it was like a challenge. Every year they were like, Can we get enough beer, enough alcohol to feed DerbyCon? The first the first <laughs> year of DerbyCon because like, they, can we drain this place? Dry? Yes. So they so the <laughs> first year escalation. Friday, I think it was Friday night, the first year, they drank the hotel dry. And then proceeded to go up and down um, this Fourth Street Live. The hotel and drank- was like going out to bars and buying their their liquor and bringing it back to the hotel. Yeah, which didn't last long because we the the, the, because the con the- went up and down the street and drank three or four different bars dry. Yeah. yeah, it was. People were just driving out. You know, they were just leaving the con to go find liquor. I don't think Louisville knew what they had coming. That's amazing. <laughs> but now it's over. Yeah, now it's over. So with, with respect to the virtual conferences, um, you know, I was talking to some people about about the conferences in general. And, you know, th- that's a big thing is the is the hallway con and all, you know, everything that comes with it. And there was a lot of talk about what, you know, this is because of this whole situation and because this is a thing that that has to happen at the moment, you know, they're they're expecting that by the end of the year or early next year, you're going to see some, some pretty big innovations in virtual conferencing in what be. they can do and in what, what features will be available and whether or not they can replicate something like hallway con in a virtual environment. I'll say that they tried with summit with red hat summit, but I didn't really. The chat for, for it didn't the, work. The chat was substandard. I can't believe how bad the chat was considering how, how much money I'm sure we paid them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was I, like, given the short time frame in which they turned Red Hat Summit into a virtual conference and given the scope of Red Hat Summit, I thought it went about as well as I could expect. Right. But, but it and, certainly but wasn't like an in-person experience. The axe I have to grind is not with the Red Hatters who busted their asses to make it virtual. The axe I have to grind is with this vendor that supposedly does this crap all day every day for a living prior to covid and i looked at their chat facility and it sucked i wrote a better chat program in java on a macintosh 20 friggin' years ago but did it support they haven't had to innovate yeah there's been no reason for them to innovate for how many years it's always just worked and so what and people keep paying i think so right i think next time we just need to do this all in second life Right. Well, so that's funny because, like, I, I remember or Minecraft. Or Minecraft. I remember a. It's got to be VR. Go going to a virtual conference where you had a little avatar that you walked around and yeah. you went to the vendor booths and you went to the different things, right? Like, and and it sucked. I mean, it just it was horrible and the lag was was terrible, but it was different and it was semi sort of interesting and you could actually talk with other people by walking up to them. Um, now that's something that, I mean, we've seen the, the holiday hack fest do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've, they've had that for a while now, but, but the, the big vendors, um, I was talking to, um, one of the other, the, one of the founders of, of B-Sides, um, of B-Sides Delaware. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about this, like, what do we do if we're going to do a virtual conference? Like, you know, what's out there. And, and he said, you know, we've, you know, because of the businesses he's in and what they do, 
they've had conversations with all of the big vendors of virtual conferences and they're all basically the same and nobody has innovated anything new in years. He said, they all suck. And he said, it doesn't matter how much you pay. They're horrible. It's because nobody thinks an online virtual conference can ever go anywhere, but now we're forced to do it. Right. And, and VR is interesting because it, it, you could do some really neat stuff in VR. The problem of course, being that not everybody has the tech. Most people don't have VR. Right. So, right. That's putting it kindly. Not everybody but, has. I mean, you, and some you people, could, like there's lots of VR experiences that have a normal desktop and keyboard experience that isn't quite a as pancake. good. Right, the but pancake you, experience. The pancake yeah. experience—is that what it's called? Did you VR that's what we snobs? Call it, pancake. That's what our, <laughs> that's what us VR snobs call it. <laughs> I can't ever experience. play this in pancake mode again because it's flat. You know, like don't get me wrong, it would be awesome to just like step into a VR rig of some sort, or even just a just a helmet and and experience a conference that way. But if if you could do the same thing in a virtual world where it's just played like you know Quake. Right. Use friggin' Minecraft. Right. Well, yeah, sure. Use friggin' Minecraft in a Discord actually come server. Up. That's come up um, a couple times. I mean, one of the other things we talked about was can we, can we, uh, as part of the, you know, the fee for for going to the conference, you know, send everybody, a, you know, a cardboard, the, the Google cardboard VR thing. You yeah. Know, can we do something with that platform? Except Google doesn't and, support you know, those anymore. Well, right. But I mean, <laughs> you know, or something similar. Yeah. And, but the point yeah. is, like, you know, in addition to, um, you know, the, the, the various vendors that are out there, I mean, it's either you pay a bunch of money and get a, a honestly shitty experience or, you know, it's a, it is a boatload of effort to pull one of these off. I mean, mm -hmm. almost, I would almost say that it might actually be more effort than, than it is, than it takes to pull off an in-person conference. Yeah. Because you don't have to build a world. One already exists. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So and that I was actually. To, I a, hate to trash talk it because we're kind of stuck, but it's just virtual conferences don't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't have vendors they don't hand you beer. Me. We need replicators. If we had repl replicators, it would be better. Then they could. Then a vendor could replicate you a beer. Right? Beer right over TCP/IP, right? Yeah, yeah, beer over TCP. So anyway, that's what I was going to ask you regarding conferences. Uh, does B sides have a plan? Like, do they have any idea where it's going to be going? We're we're playing it by ear. Um, Where we go now. We were, right. you know, the, the, of course, the hope is that things will be calmed down by then and we'll be able to do this. Um, I mean, my my personal opinion, um, we're in for round two, and round two might be worse than round one, or you know, could actually be considerably worse than round one. And it's already starting to take an uptick. So you know, I'm not overly hopeful that we're going to be able to have an in-person conference. Yeah. Um, the jury's out on whether we want to do a virtual conference for all of the reasons that we just talked about, basically. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, you know, we're I have we have a meeting. Yeah, next I mean, week I I can only imagine what's going on. I can only imagine there's no way that you'd have an answer yet. But I was just curious if you had some kind of yeah. idea of what the the plan might look like. Yeah, I mean, we 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 technically have dates. Um, of course, I mean, the other piece of that is will will the venue be open? that we can even use those dates because mm -hmm. that's going to fit into it too. And yep. if the venue is not open, well, <laughs> throws that out. Do we look for another venue? Do we, you know, what do we do? Um, and I think, I think across the board is, you know, as much as we want to have an in-person conference and as much as we want this to happen, um, it's, it's, we would, 
we would rather cancel the conference to keep people safe than than have something. And there's a lot of there's a lot of events that have done that exactly. The the yeah. Jeep Jamboree that I guide for, uh, there was supposed to be one in spring. They just flat out canceled. They're like, we're not going to reschedule it. We're just going to cancel yeah. it. We'll see what it looks like in the summer when the next Jamboree is supposed to be. And that's in Defcon August. Was What's that? Defcon was canceled. I'm sorry. Defcon Defcon is in. Uh, uh, what they call it? Uh, hibernation mode or whatever it is. Oh, they couldn't use the word cancel because that would ruin the job. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, you know, but I have the official DefCon shirt that says DefCon is canceled. So yeah. So I mean, they, they're they're playing to their strengths. Um, they're they're going virtual basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope has gone virtual. Um, Maybe I can go to DefCon is- this year. Is it going to be free? <laughs> What's that? Maybe I can go to DefCon this year. Then is it free? <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe. Um, I know Hope is virtual. Uh, my again, my my son is supposed to be speaking at Hope, um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everything for the next month or two is is virtual, and then after that, it's you know a big black question mark. Yeah, right. Who knows? Right. Well, is what it is. I guess we'll see how it goes. Play it by ear. So. My ear. Anything fun to chat about? I've been in training all week. Are you lots trained of, yet? Lots of fun. Army training, sir! <laughs> Not quite. No, it does feel that way. What okay. are you learning? Uh, it's it's the, the new RHCE is all Ansible, so that's what I'm learning. All right, so are you in the second, the second course, really? the one that's the Ansible stuff? I'm in the RHCE version 8 course, which is all okay. Ansible. I'm sorry. I'm... Um disappointed as someone who's been an rhc since rel5 who works at red hat who if you cut me i bleed red well i guess i would anyway kind of i agree i'm i'm disappointed yeah. that we pivoted yeah i got yeah i got certified on rel4 rel4 so you've been you've been certified longer than me no it was rel5 i'm sorry i okay. got certified in rel5 oh, yeah. um twice because my employer was dumb um <laughs> and uh it was it was the most meaningful certification I've ever taken in my life. At the yep. end, when I was done with the certification, I was like, "Wow, yeah, you're like I you're like you're like I did something." Your brain is fried, and you feel like you actually just ran a mile or more. Yeah, probably more than a mile. Depends on how much how much mileage you're used to running, I suppose. <laughs> and and yeah, you feel like, "Wow, I just did something." Even if yeah. I failed, I just did a hell of a lot I of just work. Did a thing. <laughs> yeah, it, when I took it. I guess I can talk about it now. I mean, when I took it, the test was, um, I mean, you had the the portion of the test, which was, I'm going to walk over and put a disc in your computer and break it and you have to fix it. Right. The troubleshooting half. Yep. And then, and then they gave you a blank machine. They gave you a, a blank machine of requirements. No, Make I it got, do this. I got a blank machine and a memo. Here is your memo. <laughs> Build this. Yeah, I that, went, Oh, Okay. That wasn't quite the format when I took it on on Rel six, but it was similar. It was the same yeah. basic thing. And and there were there were a number of people who came in on exam day, sat down at their computers, and basically couldn't start. Yeah. And those of yeah. you that have been through it know why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, look, I I Ansible is absolutely important, and I think it's a great technology to learn. But yeah. I think making the certified engineer course revolve around ansible is a mistake because great i can make ansible do things but i'm just going to go and download the playbooks from somewhere and i don't actually have to know how anything works 
I mean, did, you know, I don't know if you can talk about it, but I mean, so, do I they mean, even do a troubleshooting the, section anymore? The, the, well, so I haven't taken the exam yet. I have no idea what the exam's going to be like. And no one has told me what the exam's going to be like because, you know, NDA. But um, from what I understand, it's basically write a bunch of Ansible from scratch. It's you're asked to do yeah. things. And I don't know if it's presented in a way where it's like you have two dozen machines to manage, make them all do these things, and thus you have to leverage Ansible. Or if it's like these artificial, as I hit my mic, or if it's like these artificial constraints where there's these very simple tasks that you can go do on your own, but we really want you to do them in Ansible. I don't know if that's how it's going to be, um, and I won't be able to tell you when I'm done anyway. So, <laughs> no, but I get uh, it. I'm sure I get there's pretests and stuff out there that'll that'll answer these questions, but I haven't even looked into that yet because I started doing the training. I'm I'm not a developer, right? And I get it. Ansible's not a programming language, but there's a lot of programmy like concepts that you have to grasp. Right. And I wasn't doing well with the self-paced training, which is the sort of thing I normally would have aced with this sort of thing. Sort of thing. Um, but with Ansible, I just wasn't. So I'm, I'm doing an actual uh, virtual training, which is like an actual instructor-led training where we all join a blue jean session in the morning and we we do our training during the day. Um, and the guy's good and he's going pretty in depth. I have a much better understanding of Ansible. And like, I, I could, I feel like I could actually sit down and write a role now. I can manage Ansible stuff. I can do stuff with Ansible without having to go look it up and go download things. So I'm happy for all that, but I really am kind of disappointed because the, the RHEL 6 RHCE when I took it was just what we described. It was, it was like a feat, right? Like you felt like you accomplished something. And who knows, maybe after the RHEL 8, RHCE, also, I'll be like, I was totally wrong, guys. This, this was a hard test, and it, and, it, and it is definitely up to par with what I remember, or maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be I, like. I mean, I I hope it's hard, and I expect it to be hard. Yeah. I just, my, 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 I guess my gear to grind with it is that you're, you're not learning the system, you're learning Ansible. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, so I think the, that's a the argument there, and I've had this conversation with other Red Hatters, people that do think we went in the right direction when we switched that exam, is that learning Ansible is the new way that people should be learning how to manage systems. Now, obviously, we have a little bit invested in Ansible, and that's probably part of it, but I feel like it's a sales pitch, and that's what I don't like. I I don't disagree that it's that it's the... So yes, I think I think Ansible or Puppet or Chef or insert you know whatever CX CF Engine or whatever crazy Salt Stack uh, Salt Stack <laughs> whatever crazy automation tool you want to use is the right way to manage systems these days, especially as we get to the you know the cattle portion of the program. Um, but I think that what my my problem with it is not the tool that you're using to manage it, it's that I think it, from what it sounds like is that you're in a course learning Ansible. You're not in a course learning about yeah. REL. Right. And that I find to be a problem. Yeah. You I know? mean, I, maybe this is the way in which Red Hat is hoping that they can get the next generation of systems administrators to think more like cattle, to think more in the cattle perspective when yeah. they're dealing with servers. But I really feel like this should be an add-on certificate or a certification above the RHCE or maybe in between the SA and the CE or something. Well, but. the funny, here's the funny thing. The, the, the RHCE half now, and we, we have totally rabbit holed and it's 10 to nine. Yeah. We have. <laughs> um, Luckily we don't have as much news to cover. We had, we had a perfectly good Ansible course that was that essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So 
so you could if they had kept it where the the, the way that Red Hat has done it with at least rel 7 I didn't start on 6 but with rel 7 and this is not this is not violate an NDA the RHCSA part was all the stuff you need to know as a client and the CE half was here's how you set up server based stuff you know so it was a continuation and more in depth material where you needed to be able to set up an NFS server with that had an that served out encrypted content. When, Not just mount the thing, you need it to actually yeah. set it up. When I know, did for, it on set when I did it on six, um the the SA was like the RHCE light is basically what it was like the 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 more introductory level stuff. But it was all server right. related. There was no like client setup stuff. It was it was still very server related. But it was stuff like here's how you install Apache. Here's how you set up. Well, you know, set it up to do a thing. Here's how you like do those sort of tasks. And then CE was like, here's how to set up an iSCSI initiator, right? Here's how to do like SE Linux and everything. You know, like the more advanced remember, stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if you had to do Apache shit with RHCSA and Seven. Ah, uh, I don't remember. Cause it all kind of blurs. Cause I did the boot camp where you took the whole thing in one day. Yeah. The te both tests in one day. Yeah. So, I don't know. At any rate. Yes. Um, I don't know. We'll see once I take the exam, if I change my opinion of it and, um, but, well, we'll be here, man, you know, second and fourth week of every month. Indeed. indeed. So you can check in with us. Yeah. Nate's so. like, it's my damn podcast. I know that. I yeah. Know. Come on. But they, maybe the viewers <laughs> don't. The viewers are like, can you get on with it? Because like the show's kind of going in a weird place here. <laughs> Stupid. I, I got a three D printer. You got a three D printer? Cool. Yeah. My my too. my daughter has asked for a three D printer. There's my boat. Yeah, nice. My three D printer is not calibrated yet because I had to get a replacement part and I just haven't bothered. Boat, boat. I don't know. No, nope. can't see the boat. All we see I is can... your your background. <laughs> oh yeah, we we. Uh, my son and I both got Ender 5 Pros um, and we've been sort of, sort of messing with them and it's neat. I've got another, another friend who just quiet. I've got another friend who just bought an Ender Ender whatever. I don't know if it's the same one you got or not but that's the you are the I guess second and third people I know of that have bought them now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're decent. I mean it's you know you have to assemble it when you get it and sort of level it and figure all that bits out and then uh, it prints really well. That's Mark, what's really, what's the really brand on yours? Like value price uh, or something? Monoprice. Uh, mono price. Mono price. That's a, that's, price, yeah. That's the yeah, same brand I've, we bought when we that we gave away for the the derby. Uh, uh, yeah, the, I had to have mono, it. Mono price is what my son started with. Was yeah. a, I had to replace it twice, and when I replaced it the second time, I I spent more money and and upgraded to the next model up because the model was discontinued. And then the frit, then it had a, another component failed, and they sent me a whole new printhead assembly. And now it can't friggin' tell where the bed is. And I gotta call support and see if I can figure it out. And I just, uh, I just haven't felt like fighting with it. Yeah, I've been having fun with it. It's you know, it's it's really quiet. So I'll sit here while I'm working and start a print and forget that it's running. That's cool. And Mark, let me guess, you were smoking some meat this week. You were smoking some weed this week? Meat. No, meat. meat. Uh, oh, I meat. mean, I did I did burgers on the egg tonight. What was the last long... I did a... I did a pork butt 
did we do a pork butt on the weekend? That just sounds uh, funny every time I hear anybody say it. Yeah. Now I've done some chicken lately. I'm actually so tomorrow as part of uh as part of uh what did I call it? Uh Vice so, Day. So, Can you Vice, Vice Day. Day. There you go. Vice Day. Yeah. So so my son and I had that blood work done. You probably can't see the boo-boo. We had blood work done this morning for my uh, for my annual stuff, but also to see if I had the COVID back in April. So I, I should know that soon. Um, cool. I hope I hope I had the COVID. That way I'll feel either resistant or immune. But because uh, it was fasting blood work, because I got the diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was hungry, so we stopped at the Golden Arches and picked up a little breakfast food. And my daughter was all pissed because I didn't get her anything. Now, mind you, my daughter's not eight; she's twenty-one. <laughs> you didn't get her a Happy Meal, <laughs> no. So I said, "All right, I've got tomorrow off. Um, you have that Tanuki sake set, which oh, I, I didn't talk about that on the podcast. We're Animal Crossing fans, and there was this Tanuki sake set which she ordered on Amazon, which is amazing." So I sh- I'm going to put that in the show notes for people who want to buy it. There you go. This is under chat, right? Yeah, so in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, tomorrow we're going to go to the liquor store and daddy's going to get some more bourbon because I used my last Buffalo Trace tonight. I'm going to get some sake for Abby. I mean, she could buy it legally, but she doesn't have money yet because she hasn't gotten her first check from her summer uh, work she's doing now. Uh, Then we're going to do McDonald's probably for lunch so she can get some chicken because she likes the chicken. So and then the third vice will be going off. McDonald's, it's not real chicken. It's it's all white meat, man. It says it right in the ad. We don't care. We know it's <laughs> we know it's but after McDo- after that we're going to go to Nello's which is my favorite meat place. They're a local butcher here in Nazareth. That's amazing. You've because keep, I have to restock on things to smoke. Yeah. I need at least an, another pork butter too, some ribs, some chicken, burgers. We got to stock up a bit. I haven't cool. been there in a bit. And then I've got a beautiful steak for myself for Father's Day for next weekend, a, a T-bone. And two New York strips. I'm probably going to grab another New York strip or two for the people who are not me. There you go. I definitely need to pick up some beer and some, I don't know, either whiskey or bourbon. I don't know. Something to uh, to make old fashions with. But with that, we're almost at two hours and we haven't covered the news yet. We should cover the news. What do you think? News. I, I, I mean, I got tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> All I mean, right. we had a we had a break, so someone so listening to the podcast, it might not be two hours. Yet. I don't I don't have a uh, a cool transition screen to go to the news, so I'm gonna hit the old button. What do you think? Button. Hit the button. Are we gonna hear it? Hear Greg's story of Clayton Roosterhouse? Did you listen to the last podcast? You guys are terrible. Did you really not hear them? You you should have. You have to have heard no, the music. Three months behind on podcasts, so no. Clayton got to listen to it. Clayton, Clayton Roosterhouse. Even if you just even if Mark Mark has a link somewhere that takes you directly to the story of Clayton Roosterhouse <laughs> on the oh, on the stream. That so can we can Let send that, that. We can send that to you. Uh, I, I think it's ironically on the Facebook. Clayton uh, All right, Nate, t- tell me about the PlayStations. So honestly, I, 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 
I feel terrible for not knowing more about this because I am a PlayStation fan, um, as as Jason knows, which is why he I'm sure he he get got his little uh, comment about me and the PlayStation in just a second ago. Uh, but anyway, um, the PlayStation Five is apparently a thing that's coming out soon, and there was like a totally uh, a broadcast about it today that I haven't seen. <laughs> But I wanted to include the thing about where to go watch it in the notes here. <laughs> so so it's funny. I listened to a gaming podcast and yeah. we were talking about it yesterday about how the 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 podcast is going to be to, or the uh, the stream is going to be today for the PlayStation. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then today's episode of the gaming podcast came out and 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 while I have not listened to the entire thing yet, there's not a single mention of the PlayStation. In it. They apparently the thing got rescheduled today. Like it was supposed. To, this says 1 p.m. and I I think it got bumped later or I don't remember. I don't know. I thought I saw that somewhere that it had got bumped later. So maybe that's why so, they didn't get to talk about it yet. So today was already a reschedule. Oh, was it? So maybe that's it what I saw to, then. I don't know. It was supposed to happen like last week. So if it got rescheduled again, that's just too funny. Okay. So there's a very nice picture of what I presume is the new PlayStation controller, which looks very sleek and sexy. Beyond that, I don't know anything about this. So sorry, but uh, hey, if you like PlayStations. Uh, there's I, there's a new one coming out, and there might be a live stream you can watch. Maybe not live anymore, but there's a stream that you can watch. <laughs> yeah, I owned uh, I owned a PS3, which I gave to Abby, so I guess I still sort of own it, and I have a PS4. I I use the PS4 99% to just watch streaming. Like, I I've had, got games on it that I never play. I had a PlayStation 1 back in the 90s. Um, I didn't. I never I had a on a famous TV show. I never had. I never had a PS2, but I had a three and a four. Bojack the horse. Bojack. Oh, in me. fact, the the three goes with me to the DefCon Six One Zero meetups whenever we actually it have does. them. Oh yeah, I was there. So I uh, stood out. I stood out in the in the uh, uh, outside of Walmart at you know, you know, Old Dark Thirty to to pick up a PS2 when it came out. Yeah, that's right. You did have a PS2. I remember now. Yeah. So yeah, you went you went and switched to the evil side and went with Microsoft. So So I had a PS2 and I was super excited about the PS3. And I couldn't afford one at the time. And I find when I finally got one, I desperately I mean, I spent hours trying to love this thing and I just couldn't. And Which I had an Xbox on a whim and just fell in love with it. And I've been yeah. on Xbox ever since. I don't know what you didn't like about the PS3, but I mean it's not it's not it's a different ecosystem than the Xbox. I, th I think Microsoft really does a job of making a whole community around the thing, which might be what you like about it. I've never been much of an online gamer, so to me, I just want a console that works well locally, and that's exactly what PlayStation gives me. So <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> so no, I, I I got into I'm not you know I'm not even sure. So first, it was I guess the people that were around to play with. Um, that had Xboxes. And then, you know, I, I sort of fell into the Xbox podcast, the Major Nelson's podcast, and that, mm -hmm. that sort of ignited things. And I was getting information there. And then, you know, just more recently, I, I, I really like the, um, the Game Pass subscription. So, you know, I'm always getting new games and being able to play different things. And, and that's just sort of where we exist. I am so it's it's funny that I like Xbox because I am not a Microsoft fan at all. Yeah, not even remotely. That was the first um, thing that turned me off to Microsoft. But you, I mean, you and that I think in the same podcast you're talking about, it feels like Xbox is like a whole different ball game than Microsoft. And even Microsoft has gotten better is. over the years. So yeah, you know, yeah. And I'm actually 
I'm fairly excited for the the new Xbox Series X. I mean, I'm 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 kind of counting the days till I can get my hands on one. I, I mean, I they're they're not going to call it like an Xbox Zero or something because it no. seemed like they were going backwards for a while there. Yeah, well, you know, there was the Xbox, and, and then the there was the side. <laughs> there was like the first Xbox, and then there was the 360, and then there was the Xbox One that isn't the first Xbox, but in fact was the third. The third, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know. It's just the way it goes. I know. So uh, anyway, uh, so right, that that was directly from PlayStation's blog. Uh, the next article comes from Computer World, and it's a complete editorial thing. This is not news. It's just a thing that I ran across, and I just had to talk about it because, well, it's Android. And he's talking about a subscription service to go with Android. So I was not aware, uh, but he brings this up in the article here, that Samsung has come up with this thing called Samsung Access, which is a thing that you pay 40 freaking dollars a month for in exchange for certain, like, extra features surrounding your Samsung devices. Or, yeah, surrounding your uh, your Samsung devices. If I read it correctly, as part of that, you get a phone. Did I miss that part? That makes a little more sense then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I think I did the same thing as you. I looked at it, I was like, 30... Yeah, it says it's an exchange for a current Galaxy Galaxy S phone. Okay, right. Galaxy S phone, access to Samsung's premium care program, and Microsoft 365 subscription. I don't know what an Office 365 subscription is, or Microsoft 365 subscription costs. LibreOffice, man. But I get get LibreOffice for free, and I get get Google Docs for free, so... Yeah, no, it, it depends on which 365 subscription they're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, it could be six bucks a month for like online everything that sucks. Oh, and a terabyte of OneDrive. bucks a month for like being able to download it and run it on your computer. And oh. so it doesn't suck quite as much, but still Good. sucks. Uh, so then apparently Apple is, uh, there's been leaked news. I don't know if Apple announced this. There's been leaked news that Apple could be following suit doing a similar thing. I don't know if it'll include Microsoft 365. <laughs> Well, so what I read about the Apple one is that it's 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 more of a, a bundle of their services for one price as opposed to um, like uh, Apple have TV, now Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's what they're hinting at here. That it's Apple TV, yeah. Apple Music, and and yeah. such offerings. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah, but know what else there is? But right, that doesn't include a phone though. <laughs> doesn't include a phone. No, that's because they can't afford to give away iPhones. <laughs> I guess they're not giving them away. Samsung's not giving away. Uh, so anyway, this guy's speculating what it would look like if Android did the same thing. And um, he goes into like all kinds of things about updates and how... Google specifically, not Android, Google. Yes, right, Google. Um, but he goes into like how phone providers are supposed to be giving you updates for Android for two years, which is a thing we've talked about a number of times on this show, which is kind of why I thought this might be a thing that we would talk about. Um, and you know, bundling other services. And my first reaction to this was, do not start charging me for the privilege to use my Android device, because I will be very angry if you do so. (laughs) But on the other hand, I started thinking about it. I already pay Google for a couple services. I pay them for YouTube Music, because that's the music streaming service of choice that I I picked. Um, I pay them for Google Drive. I might not be opposed. And this looks like... This would all be aligned with the pixels, uh, if yeah. as I'm reading this. And this is again, this is one guy yeah, yeah, who's yeah. writing an editorial. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's I, I wanted to be clear to that this is not news. It's not a thing that Google is doing. Um, but 
yeah, you know, whatever. Um, I could, I could definitely sort of see where this guy's envisioning Google going if they, if they do this. Um, not that there's any talk that they will, but I could, I could definitely see this as like a really quick fit because Google already has a couple services that you can pay for and they already have a line of phones. So, you know, pay you some, you know, you, you pay some subscription service, you get a new phone and you start and you get an Android, Android's ecosystem. I mean, that's like a complete win for Google. So but, if I pay the subscription, will my Android stay up to date? Well, your Pixel already does. And that's the phones they're talking about. I know, I know. I'm just it's one of the... Well, this, this is a fantasy, so it yeah. can do whatever you want it yes, to do. Yes, right. In fact, it'll, Pedro, all it'll, your also, true. it'll also make you toast in the morning if you pay the subscription service. I like toast. Sort of like your laptop does. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he likes yeah. fresh toast and he cannot yeah. lie. If you, if you Other notice the video, I'm probably getting more and more lagged. I had to close my browser and Slack because the machine was actually like starting to stutter really bad on my end. Would Listen, you my... consider turning off your background image? No, he needs that. Yeah. Honestly, I... It didn't seem to help when you turned it off. It, it didn't help before. I mean, I, I can. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. So I was just... My daughter left her laptop here on the desk. Do you want it? Yeah, I, I think that's... <laughs> it, it might work just as well as the one you're on. Is that a laptop from those little dolls that she yes, likes? Yes, it's a little plastic laptop. Yeah. It complete just like so, plastic garbage. So for the viewers at home, I have one of the uh, one of the apples that has the ever expanding battery that I'm supposed to take in and, and get fixed. But um, not having a computer for multiple weeks is is sort of difficult when I have stuff to do, like work. Will, and stuff. Uh, will it expand to the point where it explodes? Yeah, uh, apparently it will. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, <laughs> It is expanded to the point where the cover, like if I close the laptop, there's a gap now. Nice. Oh my. I do wonder, I have, I have a MacBook. And it I, is cooking. I'm going to yeah. have to figure out how to check this because I have a MacBook that's of similar age to the one you have, at least the one I remember you having. Uh, I don't use it anymore, but I gave it to my wife and um, I'm curious if it has an affected battery. It's not expanding that I know yeah. of. At least not yeah, it's yet. It's funny, my, uh, <laughs> my, my personal machine and my work machine both have affected batteries. Oh, that's nice. My, per my personal machine started showing signs first. Um, oh. And my, my work machine has recently started showing the same signs. Wow. So uh, my luck runs as it usually does. Yeah, I have, I have a new way. machine coming, for, for, for a new personal machine coming. It's just, you know, uh, there's Take something some going on in the world right now, and it's slowing things down. My I'm not gosh. sure what it is. But yeah, like you can't buy anything right now. But you can buy like the most random stuff. But, any, but like things that you might think... Like an Apple, like a, a laptop. Why is that slow? I guess because like supply chains paper. are disrupted or whatever. So there's 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 the link for you in chat, Jason. There's your, you know my favorite my favorite meme around. Well, there's your problem. There's a link for me in chat. Which yeah. chat? You mean the Zoom chat? I can't open that because uh, it'll screw no, up. No, <laughs> I meant the uh, no the chat the uh, YouTube chat so that everybody can click on it. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Oh, well, in about three minutes, when it shows up on our screen, I'll be able to see it. I'm but say, no, I'm, but, you, no, but you, you, if you're if you got YouTube open, he didn't do that. His machine I will close, catch fire. I close my Zoom is the only thing running right now, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure right. that my laptop is about to take off. All but right, can, so maybe we should move can, on to the next Zoom chat. So I'm going to throw it in Zoom chat for you. <laughs> there you go, Jason. <clears throat> wow, it just popped up over top of the thing. Because thanks, good job, Mark. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it popped over over on me. 
there. Oh, wow, I've got <laughs> because oh, of the way I'm capturing Zoom during Adobe OBS. Anyway, oh, let's get on to the that. next thing. <laughs> New technologies. It's a we're, we'll fix it in production. Yeah, we'll fix it later, right? Okay. Rolling updates. All right. So uh, the next article I have is from How to Geek, and um, next two articles actually. What's they're that? Both similar. The next two articles are actually both similar. Oh wow! Did I accidentally put two of them in here? Well, that well, actually, I, I put the second one in. So, oh, I so, get it. All right, so go ahead with your article, and I'll, so, I'll follow. Fine. So this one is titled "How to Turn Off COVID-19 Exposure Tracking uh, and Notifications on Android." Now, this is basically a how-to article that popped up in one of the, the Google notification things that I have because it said Android or something. Um, I'm not necessarily advocating that you turn these things off. It just sort of brought up the the topic in my my brain and that's why i threw it in here um what i really wanted to mention was like simply here's where you find the settings if you wanted to turn it off or on right it is a thing that is off by default or at least it's supposed to be off by default if you want to turn it on because you want to to do contact tracing then here's where to find it if you want to turn if you want to make sure that it's not on here's where to find it right so it's up to you whether you want to turn it on or not, and I also want to say that uh, John the nice guy was nice enough to show up, like the nice guy that he is, in our Slack workspace, and he was talking about contact tracing, and he had a different understanding, or at least some more clarity on how this is uh, this is deployed. And I don't know the way he presented it; it doesn't sound like it's the boogeyman that we had we had read it to be when we first uh, we first talked about it on the show, and in fact, when we talked about it last week or last time on the show. Now, last time we didn't paint it in quite the negative light that we did the first time we talked about it, because the first time it was all very, like, unknown, right? It was just, oh, look, we're going to track everyone you've been in contact with, and that's all they really said. And that sounds like a terrible idea to me. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so, so there, there's, there's contact tracing apps out there, especially from... Um, third world countries or other 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 countries that that are incredibly draconian in how they're tracking things um, yeah. to the point where uh, I think a couple of them were EU countries mm -hmm. um, and they put a stop to it damn fast because there's too much data. Um, in contrast to that, both Apple and Google got together and created their contract contact tracing uh, very differently with privacy in mind. Yeah. So the, the entire idea behind it is that it is invisible, it is, you know, invisible, if you will, to Google and Apple, um, and actually won't come into play unless you activate it, uh, uh, and, and need to be able to trace who you've been in contact with. So it's, it's very privacy aware. Yeah. Um, and it is and also, this, as I mentioned, off by default, which I was right. surprised at. I thought this was definitely a thing, given the landscape of the COVID-19 pandemic. This would be a thing that they would silently turn on. I don't know if that's a legal yeah. thing or if that's because they're actually trying to do the right thing here. <clears throat> Could be so both. The, the, the follow-up article is the exact same thing for Apple, by the way. Oh, is that what your other article is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. A, contact tracing for um for apple as well and you can disable that yeah and that's from nine to five mac folks so if you wanted to go look at them in the show notes if you want to know how to turn those features on or off on your device there they are all right and this is the last article i've i fail i didn't read this i wanted to read this it's about uh, securing your uh 
your work machines during uh, the COVID-19 work from home crap. Not crap. I shouldn't call it crap. It is it is starting to feel like it, though. Uh, but, you know, we're all at home working now dude, and you don't dude, get what? You were hired as a fully remote employee before COVID. No, you're right. But this is different for people who weren't used to it, Uh, right? So uh, mainly this thing caught my attention because I'm trying to work up a similar article to for uh, Enable Sysadmin. And so part of me wanted to read it, wanted to force myself to read it so I'd get some more background to go into the article I want to write. (laughs) And part of it is because it's seen relevant to the show. But um, I'm going to leave it in the show notes if anybody wants to read it. It's from uh, InCyberDefense.com. And it's titled "During COVID nineteen, remote workers must maintain cybersecurity." So, I mean, it's it, it's a little Dick and Janish, um, like see Dick run, you okay. know, stay on VPN. I mean, it's not bad information, but yeah. I suspect most of our listeners will look at it and say, "Yeah, this is pretty fundamental." Like, wash your hands after taking a dump. You know, that level of. I don't know it. Seems like a lot of society lost their mind when we told them they were supposed to be washing their hands every day. So I don't know that that's really all that. <laughs> that's not a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. So at any Wash rate, it may be it may be a good thing uh, for people to have handy in case they have friends who maybe aren't used to this or aren't into to technology. Wash their hands after taking a dump. That yeah. aren't into wash. Yeah, Good just point. like Alton John or Alton <clears throat> Alton Brown Brown, the guy who does Good Eats or used to do Good Eats on the Food Network. You know Alton Brown. You must. Everybody knows him, right? He's the science sure. cooking guy. Anyway, he did a he did a video on washing your hands right around the time that uh, that COVID nineteen became a thing that everybody was worried about. And we were all being told to wash our hands. Basically, how to properly wash your hands so that they're clean and whatever. Well, call this an article about how to wash your hands, except it's about cybersecurity on your work machine while you're working from home. I mean, it's it's if if you're not part of an organization that has this as part of their training already. Uh, it's some good common sense things that maybe you knew them already, maybe you didn't, but the, it's good common sense things that anyone who's now working remotely should know. We we have this training we have to do every year at Red Hat that covers stuff like this. So I'm like, my eyes started to glaze over as I was reading it, but then I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's right. Because I... Because not everybody has to go through that every year. Yeah. It's it's funny. I, I I was it was in a conversation on Twitter a while ago about um, working from home, where one of the questions was, if your employer wanted to run a pen test against your house or wanted to you know install software that was listening to connections in on your network, you know, mm-hmm. is that something that you know, would bother you. And it's one of those, those situations where it's like, I, I can, I can sort of see where the company is coming from, but at the same time, get the hell off my network. Damn it. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's you know, a privacy yeah, concern my there. network. Right. There's, there's a, there's a point at which, you know, you can't, or, or the company shouldn't be able to penetrate that, that deep. Right. Like, if, if if the company would this is this is sort of where the, the the zero trust thing comes into you know like and and that's it's getting a pretty good boost in this this current situation yeah. um treat 
every network like every other host on the network is your enemy. Yeah. And if you can do that, your security is fine. Theoretically. <laughs> I honestly think it's that simple. Like if you if you if you can treat every treat host every, on a network as yeah. the enemy, treat every host like it's hostile. that it's an ally, then and I think you're good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's enough for tonight. What do you think? We're we're at like this is two and a half hours. I Eleventy think, billion uh, hours I that think. we've that we've been yeah. recording. Now we did have that break in the middle. That was a good fifteen minutes. So hopefully, uh, only ten and a half billion the hours. Yeah. Right. So on March one hundred and thirty second. Yeah. The year of the plague. <laughs> the year of the plague. God. All right. So anyway, folks. Uh, those of you who stuck with us live, I actually see five uh, five viewers are still hanging out there. Isn't that the same number we had at the beginning? I don't know what we were up to. I'm one of them. I mean, Josh was on before, but he took a break for dinner, but maybe yep. he came back. I don't yep. know. Yep. So uh, thank you guys for watching live, even with our new layout and maybe some technical difficulties. For watching the show. Um, if you are listening post, uh, post-recording and you want to know when you can watch us live, it's the second and fourth Thursday of every month at roughly 7 o'clock Eastern, um, when we can actually manage to go live at 7 o'clock Eastern, which no, 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 almost no. never seven happens. O'clock, 7 o'clock ISAT. 7 o'clock Iron Sism in Standard Time. <laughs> uh, which is loosely That's based... That's what time it is! Which is loosely based on Eastern Time. Um, loosely. You can watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast. Uh, you can also, <clears throat> if you'd like to chat with us or be a part of our community, you can join us on Slack, if you go to ironsysadmin.com forward slash Slack, it'll take you to a uh, persistent sort of invite link for Slack, and that'll get you into our Slack workspace. You can find us on, unfortunately, Facebook and Twitter at uh, just look for Iron Sysadmin. The Twitter account is at Iron Sysadmin, and Facebook is just like go bumble around until you search for Iron Sysadmin, because that's kind of how you find things on Facebook. You can subscribe to us wherever you might normally find podcasts. And if you don't find us on wherever you normally find podcasts, let us know. We'll see about getting the show added. And if you'd like to support us monetarily, you can do so via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Iron Sysadmin. And thank you to anyone who does that. It's, I promise, going to go into improving the audio, audio quality of the show. I finally have a target. We're going to buy a new mixer. <laughs> so, at any rate... It's a nice looking mixer. And then is, we'll add more sounds into it. It's going to be a cool mixer. It's going to be a really cool mixer. So at any rate, cooler than Sir Mix a lot. Cooler, probably not. Well, I don't know. Does it have back? It cannot lie. I don't think. Can your has new back. mixer make me an old fashioned? I wish. That's that's what we need. We need a mixer that makes old fashions. That might be an add-on. Might be a module you have to purchase. Separate. Module, that's okay. I'll up my pledge if we can do that. <laughs> Ooh. Old fashioned over TCP IP. Old fashioned over TCP IP. So yes. I uh, I do not have a cool transition screen for ending the show. So I'm just gonna play the old sound that we always played, and uh, next time maybe we'll have a cool transition. So thanks for watching, folks, and we'll catch you next time. Is there a red button? I already pushed the red button.